Thank you for inviting me to address the 13th Annual Capital Link New York Maritime Forum. I am delighted to speak to such a distinguished audience. I also wish to thank Mr. Nicholas Bornosis, President and CEO of Capital Link, for organizing this truly exceptional event. Today, I would like to highlight for you some of the administration's priorities and policies in international trade and invite your feedback on supply chain initiatives. As this audience is well aware, global trade is crucially dependent on maritime transportation. About 90% of global trade in goods by tonnage is transported by ocean shipping with an annual total shipping value of $14 trillion. The U.S. is one of the world's largest maritime nations in terms of tonnage, accounting for about 2.3 billion of the 7.7 .7 billion tons of goods transported globally by ocean each year. For most U.S. industries, 50% or more of their international trade in goods travels through maritime supply chains, and almost every U.S. industrial sector is dependent on maritime services for the continual flow of material they need to keep their plants operating and to ship their products to overseas markets, particularly energy producers, industrial manufacturers, farmers, chemical and plastic producers, and retailers. New York, and therefore all of you, holds a prominent role as the center of the U.S. maritime sector, and this event is especially relevant. Trade policy is an essential part of President Biden's Build Back Better agenda to rebuild the economy post-pandemic. The president has outlined a worker-centric trade policy that protects American workers, but also promotes equitable economic growth around the world based on a sustainable environment and rules that are enforced. First, trade must protect and empower workers, drive wage growth, and lead to better economic outcomes for all Americans. Trade policy must respect the dignity of work and value Americans as workers and wage earners, not only as consumers. The Biden administration will develop new trade policies that promote equitable economic growth by including strong enforceable labor standards and trade agreements that protect workers' rights and increase economic security. Second, the president's trade agenda is putting the world on a sustainable environment and climate path, working with other countries both bilaterally and multilaterally. The trade agenda will include the negotiation and implementation of strong environmental standards that are critical to a sustainable climate pathway and will support the Biden administration's comprehensive vision of reducing greenhouse gas emissions and achieving net zero global emissions by 2050 by fostering U.S. innovation and production of climate-related technology and promoting resilient, renewable energy supply chains. Third, the president's trade agenda looks to advancing racial equity and supporting underserved communities. The Biden administration is committed to a trade agenda that ensures that the concerns and perspectives of communities of color are heard and to better understand the projected impact of proposed trade policies on those communities before pursuing such policies. Or, the president's trade agenda will focus on addressing China's coercive and unfair economic trade practices through a comprehensive strategy. China's coercive and unfair trade practices harm American workers, threaten the ability for U.S. industries to compete, weaken our supply chain resiliency, and undermine our national interest. The Biden administration is committed to using a full range of tools that we have and develop new tools as needed to defend American economic interests, 
from harmful policies and practices. Finally, the administration will work with allies and like-minded trading partners and the World Trade Organization to establish high standard global rules in line with our shared democratic values and address the challenges facing the global trading system, including growing inequality, digital transformation, and impediments to small business trade. America will focus on making the rules count with strong trade enforcement that is essential to making sure our trading partners live up to their commitments and that U.S. trade policy benefits American workers, manufacturers, farmers, businesses, families, and communities. Overall, the president's trade agenda will create millions of good-paying jobs and support America's working families by tackling four national challenges. Building a stronger industrial and innovation base so the future is made in America, building sustainable infrastructure and a clean energy future, building a stronger care economy and advancing racial equity across the board. The president's trade agenda is a key part of the Biden-Harris administration's effort to defeat COVID-19, help the economy recover and build back better. In order to build back better, a strong economy needs to have trade that flows smoothly and securely. To this end, one of the administration's key priorities is in securing U.S. supply chains and in working with you as supply chain stakeholders to find ways to alleviate the many factors that have almost stalled the nationwide movement of crucial cargo between our ports and end users. The White House's executive order on America's supply chains called for a comprehensive review of critical U.S. supply chains to identify risks, address vulnerabilities, and develop a strategy to promote resilience. In June, the administration released its initial reviews of four critical supply chains. One, semiconductor manufacturing, factoring, and advanced packaging. Two, large capacity batteries. Three, critical minerals and materials. And four, pharmaceuticals and active pharmaceutical ingredients. The White House reviews recommended that the administration take the following actions, including develop a comprehensive trade strategy to support supply chain resilience and U.S. competitiveness, incorporate supply chain resilience into an ongoing review of U.S.-China trade policy, and ensure that the United States works with allies and partners to decrease vulnerabilities in global supply chains, secure supplies of critical goods, and strengthen our collective supply chain resilience. The administration will strengthen engagement with allies and partners to promote fair semiconductor chip allocations, increase production, and encourage greater investment. Looking ahead, the president will convene a global forum on supply chain resilience where government and the private sector will assess vulnerabilities and develop common approaches to supply chain challenges. I also want to mention a number of actions that my department is taking to try to keep crucial maritime cargo moving as the current supply chain congestion crisis deepens. As co-lead of President Biden's Supply Chain Disruptions Task Force, Commerce works with industry stakeholders to address near-term supply demand mismatches, identify solutions that can help alleviate bottlenecks and supply constraints, and compile supply and demand disruption data that can be used with the private sector to improve awareness of near-term risks and vulnerabilities. 
The department is also engaging with John Porcari, the administration's new port envoy, in his work with supply chain stakeholders and federal agencies to identify ways to alleviate the immediate and long-term causes and impacts of these issues on our industries, economy, and job base. Lastly, the department's International Trade Administration is a key member of the interagency task force that is providing the National Economic Council with data on the status of maritime shipping, port and inland infrastructure capacity, and other conditions that affect the cost and flow of domestic and international freight. As we move forward with these initiatives, we welcome your input on areas where the Department of Commerce can collaborate with the maritime sector to strengthen supply chain resilience and support our post-COVID-19 recovery efforts. We encourage you to reach out to us if there are any issues that you think we should know so that we can help address them and share them with our federal agency partners to develop short-term actions and long-term policy changes needed to alleviate today's crisis and to avoid future ones. Thank you again for the opportunity to address the 13th Annual Capital Link New York Maritime Forum. I look forward to the recommendations from these sessions.